Hello and welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Milfergoso, sports writer, beat reporter for the San Francisco 49ers for Sacktown Sports here in Sacramento. And of course, I am joined by my, by my lovely co-host, just a, a gem of a person to have. Yes. Or my producer, my friend, my colleague, Nate Littlefield. Lovely. I love that. Lovely is a great description. It really is. I'll take it. You know, it's it's... It just breaks boundaries. Yeah. That word, it's great. It's uh, I'm I'm happy to be called lovely. Thank you, Emil. Of course, I'll I'll give the love back to you. I appreciate it. It's a thanks. Happy Friday. Today is the 14th of July, and we are less than two weeks now from the start of 2023 NFL training camp for the San Francisco 49ers. How do you feel about that? And how this? It felt like a long time ago. We had to wait all this time to get here, and now we're here. I know it's. The off season hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, coming into the season, or like a week after the NFC Championship, I'm I'm sitting here like, oh, here we go again with this Garoppolo, Lance, and now Purdy. So here's another element. It's just going to be another off season of quarterback talk, and sure <laughs> it has, mm-hmm. uh, but it has not. I think I prepped for the worst, and it wasn't as bad as I thought in the in the long run. So I'm happy. Things are kind of winding down. I'm happy Brock is healthy. He seems to be almost ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, from, you know, haven't heard much about him recently, but um, you can only assume things are going good. Last thing we heard was a few weeks ago, he was going to Jacksonville. He's, I believe he still is in Jacksonville. Yeah. He's still doing stuff. Um, and also, before we even start, congratulations to Brock Purdy on his engagement. Yes. Um. Wonderful to see that. Wonderful to see celebrate love and just congrats to him and his family. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> um, but no, Brock Purdy is, I don't know if I can say ahead of schedule, but on schedule yeah. to be ready to go by sometime in camp to kind of practice again. Yeah, It's still possible he could be back for week one. I get the Niners are very cautiously optimistic. They don't want to rush him. So that's important to keep in mind. But yeah, his recovery is going great. And, and that's the important thing is that they're taking it one day at a time, one step at a time. And everything's gone great so far. Yeah, it's going great. The whole team up and up. George Kittle's got a new commercial. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a cool shirt. I love. I can relate to his picking out his cool shirt. Maybe my girlfriend doesn't love the shirt, but it's my day. <laughs> it's my day, and I'm wearing the cool shirt I want to wear. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> he also got new tattoos as well. Just a yeah. whole new Kittle 2.0, if you yeah. will. I guess uh, going into uh, age 29 and 30 uh, very uh-huh. shortly here. Yeah, Kittle, number two, funny you bring that number up because Kittle and the number two Mm -hmm. will be coming back in a few minutes probably. Yes, it will. Today on the pod, it's going to be a shorter one today because we are going to do a big uh, training camp preview next week or a couple days before training camp starts. We will have that out for you guys. But today, we want to focus on positional rankings because ESPN just dropped this week their series of Scouts, execs, and coaches across the league ranking players by position on how they see them. Mm-hmm. And I always find these articles fascinating because it gives an insight to what the actual league thinks about the players and the product that's out there. And, and how they view, I guess, just each person and, and, and their value and kind of an insight of how deals come about. Well, it's almost like an eye test too which is which is funny because it's not pff no it's not it's not you're not breaking down 
how quick someone can do a swim move or their 40 or anything. It's, it's purely eye test yeah. and not purely, but, uh, that it's a big factor. And for a lot of fans, that's how you judge mm-hmm. players yeah. off, off, off the eye test. So it's, it's cool to kind of see how they see things. Yeah. And so today on the show, we're going to talk about where the Niners rank. Cause obviously the Niners are a really talented team. They have a lot of guys who are all pro bowl or all pro players and a couple of them are on this list in the top 10 at their position, which is saying, and a couple of them actually are number one or number two, which is just a great thing to have as a franchise. Not have, you know, one or two guys on your roster, but have multiple. Yeah. That's you up for long-term success. So we're going to talk about them and then go over some quotes because there are quotes in here from a- AFC, NFC executives giving their thoughts on this player. And so that that's also really interesting is that not only that they have the ranking, but they have thoughts on it too. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to go. We're going to start with running backs, I mm-hmm. believe, right? Yes, that, we are. That, that's number one on the list. It, we are because it's a, it's a hot topic because obviously the Niners have Christian McCaffrey, who last year was a stud running back, um, dual threat, both you know running, receiving, even passing the football. Um, he's just an all around five tool kind of athlete. He can do it all. But in this ESPN ranking from Jeremy Fowler, I should say. Um, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns is ahead of him at one, and McCaffrey is two. Yeah, let's hear the rest of the list, and then I want to get into that. Absolutely. So it's Nick Chubb at one, Christian McCaffrey at two, then Josh Jacobs at three, uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley at four, Derrick Henry at five, Jonathan Taylor at six, Alvin Kamara at seven, Dalvin Cook at eight, who is still a free agent, I should say. Number nine is Tony Pollard, and number 10 is Austin Eckler. Listen, I don't like the Cowboys, but I think Tony Pollard should be a little higher. As you're going down the list, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I hate this. But then I'm kind of realizing, okay, who else is it? Josh Jacobs was at three. Correct. That threw me a little bit. A little bit. Um, but he also had a stellar season last year. Yeah. It was incredible last year. Just Nick Chubb, like, who in their right mind, what NFL coach, GM, player even, would take Chubb over McCaffrey I, I, for one season. Let's just yeah. say for this upcoming season. Sure. I understand McCaffrey was traded uh, midseason last year, and that mm-hmm. like kept him out of the Pro Bowl, presumably, right? I don't, I mean, it, it's, it's but a, Chubb, I guess, I, I think I'd take Derrick Henry. I know he's getting older. He's got miles on him. Wow. But, Derrick Henry for one more year just to go. I mean, if he if he's healthy, I'll, I'll take Derrick Henry. Look, it's just a, it's not a shot at Chubb either. No, it's not. Nick Chubb is an incredible running back. He really is. And here's kind of the reasoning. It's from an AFC executive. I've always loved his game. He can carry a load. Strong has vision. Great feet. Not outstanding in the passing game, but can do it. But but can do it. Just a damn good player. Not a not a make you miss guy, but has power and instincts. Yeah. When when I, when I read that. I, I think the biggest takeaway is that not outstanding in the passing game, but can do it. So why is he viewed as the number one yeah, guy? When McCaffrey is outstanding in both. Like out like Do you think it's durability? Is is that because Nick Chubb rarely misses the time. He really I, does. He's a very traditional running back. Mm-hmm. Uh I wouldn't even say he's like downhill. He's just a guy who can make a move. He's very good. He's elite even. He's elite. He's elite. One hundred percent. I just I I I feel like these are older guys seeing an older game, maybe, and not 
in love with McCaffrey's health. I don't. I really don't. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Maybe they don't consider McCaffrey. Some don't consider him as a true running back because he does a lot, of, a lot of different things for the team. Yeah. So what? <laughs> I so what? I, I agree. It's it's yeah. just it's it, it's fascinating to see that the NFL executive, you know, they rank him at number one, and then their quote is that he's awesome and all this stuff, but that he's not outstanding in the passing game, which I think is part and extension of the run game. Yeah, they're saying that they don't value the passing game as a running back as like they they value it, but not maybe not as much as they should. I don't I don't know. I'm confused. Very traditional mindset for sure. <laughs> yeah, very uh classical uh not in a political sense, but conservative mindset like a like a traditional game. Yeah. Um just weird. I don't. I don't know. the The rest of the list is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tony Pollard maybe should be up a little more. He can. He can catch the ball. He's been. He's been great for Dallas. Yeah, um, I, I respect him as a player. Um, Hope he comes back from ankle from ankle surgery. Remember, he broke his ankle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. And I believe the NFC, in the NFC game against the Niners divisional round, yeah, he broke the, his ankle. The, uh, I forgot. Yeah, in the first half. Yeah, I, I knew he got injured. Yeah, and then Zeke's last play as a Cowboy was uh, the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> they put him out the pasture. Yeah, so... Hey, shot him between the eyes. <laughs> yeah, do you got anything else to add on this running back? I'm kind of... I know, you're a, little, you're, you're a bit... I can see it in your face. You're a bit taken aback. I am as well. So here's what they said about McCaffrey, though. He's one of the most versatile offensive players in the league. He's probably the most. I, I agree. He can be used on perimeter runs, interior runs, out of the backfield, split out. He's in tremendous shape and, and has size, strength, and speed. Injuries have taken him off the field, but when he's healthy, he is still a game changer and a guy that needs to be accounted for at all times. Yeah. Okay. They didn't even mention how great of a blocker he is. Yeah. That, did they even mention his speed? Is just the yeah. engine speed. Yes. Yeah. Versatility. He's the most versatile player, maybe besides like Taysom Hill. No, more than that too. I mean, Taysom Hill can't do what McCaffrey does. No, he he, he can't. can't. He can throw better than McCaffrey. Well, he's a, he used to be a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's like. <laughs> It's just where you value your versatility, I guess. But McCaffrey, I yeah, I, I whatever, whatever. Yeah, McCaffrey too. Okay, the, the, and again, this is why I think it's a more traditional look at running back because even this stat alone, McCaffrey ha- now has three seasons with at least one thousand rushing yards and seven hundred receiving yards, only trailing trailing Marshall Folk, who has four for the NFL record. Yeah, um, first person to do it too, uh, Roger Craig. Yes. Who is up for the Hall of Fame in the semifinals? I read about that the other day. I yes. think he. I hope he finally gets it. He He's deserving it. of it for he sure. He deserves it. Roger but, Craig is one of the forgotten great running backs of, of of that time. Yeah, definitely. West Coast offense founder, yes. essentially. Uh, but yeah, that's running back. I don't have much more to say. If we want to go to our next, yeah, it's, next it's, zone here. it's just baffling. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a CMC supporter. Love the guy. I love the trade when they made it. I wrote about like last month how it was highway robbery that trade. It mm-hmm. still is. It was a highway robbery. They didn't have to give a first for a second or this for this guy. Yeah. And I talk with I talk with uh, Nick Cattle, as one of our, our former show hosts, about McCaffrey on air and uh, about this trade. And he was like, "No, they still gave up too much." And I was like, "Did they? Did they actually? Did, I, I don't know about that, Nick." I thought I was dreaming when it happened. I woke up. Because I got a, te- I had to be in bed super early. I woke up at like nine p.m. to a text that just said McCaffrey from one of my friends, and I'm like, "What? What is that? What?" Oh, and then I checked, and I literally thought I was in a dream. I was so. Happy. I, ki- I kid you not. I was on the train back from practice that day <laughs> when that story broke, and I was like losing my mind on the train yeah. because I knew what that meant for this franchise, how big of a deal that was, yeah. and it, it's it's come, it's only been validated since. But anyways, let's move on to the next list. Um, tight ends. 
So, this one might shock people, might not. We'll see. Um, I'm just going to go through the rankings first. Number one, of course, is Travis Kelsey. Uh, not a huge surprise there, but maybe to some. Who knows? Number two is George Kittle for the San Francisco 49ers, which, again, he could be one, he could be two, he could be three even. There's I think a lot of good tight ends. Yeah, I, I think Kelsey at one, just... The thing Kittle has, I, I don't mean to cut off the list, but the thing yeah. Kittle has over Kelsey is, I think he's a better blocker. I think he he he's yeah, and he he loves it too. He loves the block. I, I don't know if Kelsey does. I don't. I'm not as into Kelsey obviously as Kittle. You know, mm-hmm. you watch basically every snap he's in. Yeah, but also you know, give Mahomes to Kittle. <laughs> yeah, fair. But but yeah, that's all. That's part of the. Game. I digress. That's, yeah. yeah. Number three is Mark, Mark Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens. Number four is Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles. Number five is Darren Waller. I like Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I think he deserves I, that. Spot. I do too. Yeah. Number six is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he's a great player too. Number seven is Kyle Pitts. Okay, yeah. Again, that's like you give him a different quarterback. You give him any yeah. competent quarterback. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, number eight, Evan Ingram. Number, I, like every, I like all these guys. This is a heck of a shout. Number nine, Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. I okay. like that, actually. I believe I had it, I ran with him for a few weeks on my fantasy team. I did as well. I yeah. love Pat. Uh, number 10, Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. I had him, too. On Yeah, yeah. I, I had him in a different league. I uh, actually like this list. I don't know if I'd have Evan Ingram over those two, but he also had a stellar season last year. No, he's great. He's, he's, he's great. He's a very I, good tight end. Doug out. Peterson, I actually I drafted him in a league. Uh, because I knew how much Doug Peterson loved tight ends. Yeah. And I figured he would be the handcuff blanket kind of for Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I would my my thought process was Trevor Lawrence just has to get a little bit better. And he did. So and he got a lot better. Yeah, no, I like that tight end <laughs> list. I really don't have much to say about this list. Um, do I. It's a good it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Kittle could move up. Yeah. Kel, there could be some movement. Um I don't think did I hear Darren Waller? Yeah, number five. Number five, yeah. Um yeah, Mark Andrew. I got respect for all these guys. These are all. Great I, I I agree with the list because Dow, I, Darren Waller to me as at the end of the elite tier of tight end because of injuries. Obviously, he might even be past. fringe. Yeah, like he. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, a, he's yeah. a fringe. He's a fr- yeah. because of he's he's age, the gatekeeper. He's age thirty now. He's had injuries the past couple of years, but when he's healthy and playing, he's a stellar yeah, stellar tight 100%. end. Okay. Um, but in terms of uh, George Kittle, here's what they said about him: so much inconsistency with the quarterback and durability issues have held him back a bit but he's still top-notch. He's the most explosive athlete at the position, probably the best at creating separation and yards after the catch. I agree with this. Like, even better than Kelsey at just separation and getting off his breaks and and just after the catch, he's literally untackable. Yeah, 100%. Like, like, there were so many times last year that the Seahawks game a second time where he just broke off that big one, Um, the Cardinals game as well. Like, when he is in open field, look out. He's going to either run through you or around you. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely looking to kill somebody. Yeah, like he he loves football, and while you might think he's corny with his personality or whatever, when he gets to the football field, when it's time to play, he's some serious serious business. Yeah, yeah. What what else is there to say about Kittle? He stole what Ayuk or Danny Gray's touchdown. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah. yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. I remember yeah. that was a great. Yeah, <laughs> that that quote from 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 Kittle had me laughing too because he he they they that that route was broken. I believe it was either Kittle or that that broke his route. Yeah, to it make was that. Kittle. It was backyard ball. Yeah. So basically, what happened was that Kittle 
went on his route and Danny was behind him. He's like, what are you doing there, Danny? And then yeah. all of a sudden he just cut, caught it. And then we yeah. asked him, do you feel bad about stealing the touchdown? He goes, nope, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kittle, just unapologetically him. Yeah. But anyways, number two for George Kittle at tight ends this year by executives. Um, we are going to move on now to top 10 pass rushers. Um, and no oh, surprise. <laughs> no surprise who's number one here. Nick yeah. freaking Bosa is number one for the San Francisco 49ers. He was number three last year. Um what is there honestly to say about Nick Bosa that hasn't already said? Who so Garrett and who else was above? Oh, him let me do the rankings year. first. Yeah, thank you. Last year though, who was uh, above him? Who was above him? Uh Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Okay. So yeah, I'm curious to see where they where, So yeah, so this year this Nick Bosa is number 1. Yeah. Miles Garrett's number 2. Okay. Micah Parsons is number 3. Yeah. Um, but interesting enough, Michael Parsons is when we get to linebacker, he's also on that list. So that's kind of interesting. He's on the pass rusher and I the linebacker list. I hate that. I hate really outside linebackers and inside linebackers being considered the same position or like being ranked the same. Those yeah. two positions are so dramatically different, especially when you look at a three four defense yeah. uh, compared to a four three. Exactly. It's it's something that's irked me for a really long time. It doesn't make sense. Like, how yeah. often, like, if you swapped Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, that defense is ruined. Ruined. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me I at agree. all. And I know yeah. that might be a bad comparison, but, like, the coverage that you're doing as an outside linebacker First of all, it's way less. You're covering way less. Like and you're floating yeah. in your area. It's way more of a zone, I believe, than than a man coverage. Like you watch Fred Warner and obviously this will come back to his yeah. his off ball defense coverage of, of tight ends and receivers. Special. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's such a different position. I hate that they're both called linebackers because people group them together. That's yeah. something that really bothers me. Well, on this list, I will I will give a little more clarity. This this current list we're looking at right now is pass rushers, yeah. which I would say Michael Parsons is a pass rusher. Yes, one hundred percent. And the other yes. list is off ball linebackers. Yeah, yeah. which I I guess you can consider him an off ball linebacker because he plays outside linebacker technically, but he's actually a pass. Rusher. He shouldn't. Yeah, he shouldn't be on that. Whatever. whatever. He's a great player. He's a great player, no doubt in my mind. But his coverage skills are not that good. It's it whatever. They're yeah, not. They're, that, they're not. They're not. They're not my that mind. good. I like how they worded the. Um, the two different spots, though. Yes. The pass rusher versus the off ball. Because, yeah, that, that makes way more sense. But anyways, yeah. go ahead. Anyway, so number three is Micah Parsons um, on pass rusher. Number four is TJ Watt. Number five is Hassan Reddick. Number six is Max Crosby. Number seven is Brian Burns. Number eight is Matthew Judon. Number nine is Von Miller. And number 10, Joey Bosa. Yeah, injuries. Oh, yeah, injuries. Injuries. Um, But Von even being ahead of him is interesting because of the injuries. But Yeah, Um. That might be a legacy pick or something. Might be, yeah. Uh, the Crosby next year will be top three. You think so? I Crosby next so. year will be top three. Crosby. Special. Yeah, and he's just, I mean. He's 25, dude. He's 25. He's been good since uh, first time I heard about him was Hard Knocks. Watching yeah. him, he got the Mad Max tattoo on there. Yep. He's a, a, what, like a fifth round guy, third round yeah. guy? I believe fifth. Uh, that was Mike Mayock's best pick. Oh, hands yeah. Hands down. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. As the Raiders GM. Crosby will be going up there. Bosa, Nick. Yeah. He's number one, should be number one. There's not a lot of people on the planet that would disagree with that. The, yeah. It's easy. I'm not mad at this list either. No, neither am I. Here's what they said about Bosa. Size, strength, power, speed, quickness, solid length, repertoire of moves, and high motor. He's got it all. 
Yeah, he's got it all. He's got it all. Bread for football, quite literally. He's just so <laughs> fast and twitchy. He turns yeah. the edge so well and has a knack to get the ball back. He seems to make a game-changing play every week. That is actually true because he does that every yeah. single week. He makes, like, he makes a crazy play. You said that to me. What sticks out, the first play that stuck out in my head is uh, basically the last play of the Dolphins game where Jimmy went down. Oh, yeah. Garoppolo went down. Uh, the Dolphins have a chance to drive down and I think either tie or win the game. Yeah. And just, I think, second play of the drive, Bosa gets in there, strip sack, game over. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When both, when. I think they took it to the house, too. Uh, that might have been the house call, yeah. too. Yeah. When Bosa, when Bosa gets, when Bosa decides that Bosa wants to change a game, he can. Yeah. You know, like when the Niners need a break to happen, they call on Nick Bosa to make it happen. And that's only going to get better this year because he's got more help on the defensive line. Yeah. So Nick Bosa being here is 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 a great shout. My only surprise here is again it's Von Miller over Joey Bosa, but that's injuries and legacy. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Brian Burns incredibly underrated. I think he is an excellent pass rusher, like just stellar all around, and he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he plays in Carolina. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. I kind of I thought he would be uh, dealt. I thought there was a chance he might get dealt the deadline last year. You heard that Niners talk to Brian Burns? Yeah, I figured it would be too much, but I, I that that made me think he was going to go um, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, you you never know. But the Panthers I, I, are building something though. They're with yeah, Bryce good for them. Young good especially. Luck. They're building something. Good luck, guys. Good luck to the Panthers. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to safeties. Um, this one, uh, the Niners do not have a top five positional guy, but they do have a top ten one mm-hmm. in Talano Hafanga. He is number nine. Uh, which is interesting because last year he was unranked. He was a nobody, really. Yeah. And now he's number nine. Well, he wasn't even really a starter last year. He wasn't. He wasn't a starter until last season. That's yeah. the whole point. He's a second year player that became a starter next yeah. to Gip. Um, let's get the list. Yeah. So number one is Micah. Micah. Um, yeah, Micah, Micah Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I kept thinking of Micah Parsons. Uh, what can I guess too? Is it uh, uh Derwin? It is Derwin. Yes. Yeah. Derwin James. Mm-hmm. I I think I would have put him at one, but. Derwin, they can never stay healthy. That's the issue with Derwin. I, yeah. Like, I would have Derwin as number one, too, but he can never stay healthy. Because when Derwin, Derwin James plays football, it's terrifying. Yeah. So, so, I was talking about this. Um, if I sound tired this morning, it's because I did uh, the morning show. We're recording right after that. Um, it's because I am. I did the, yeah, <laughs> I did the morning show, and we were talking safeties because of this this list and stuff. Um, it gets really interesting with safeties and corners because... It's like the better they are, the worse their stats are because people stay away from them. Correct. You yeah. can't you can't stay away from Nick Bosa. You can double team him <laughs> yeah, you and can. stuff you know, stuff like that. Like his sacks are probably gonna go down this year. Yeah. Um, which is whatever. I mean, that's fine. Eighteen and a half is incredible, but yeah. uh it might go up since he's got a lot of help. But with safeties, like I, I think of Richard Sermon and Darrell Revis, those guys. They don't get thrown at. They don't get thrown at because they're so good. They yeah. they so they're the picks like interceptions are rare for them because they're they're staying away. Mm-hmm. They they have to be elite, which these guys are, to get their few picks. They have to be absolute ball hawks. Tackles uh, tackles probably stay about the same, but I think they go down just because everything's going away from them. Yeah, I, I I agree. But the issue I have with this list right here is that they're not swapping between free safety and strong safety. Two totally different positions in how you play them. Total, yeah. Free safety is a coverage guy. A strong safety is, is coverage, but also blitzes. Yeah. Which is why I find it interesting they've grouped together because they play two different ways. It's, it's like comparing middle linebackers to off-ball off ball linebackers. 
Yeah, it's similar. I'd say the the change isn't as dramatic, but yeah, it, it's it's similar. Um, but what? Where are we on the list? We got Minka at th- at two. Minka's at one. Or Minka's at one. Uh, Derwin's Dar- at two. At- Number three is Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. Okay. Number four is Buda Baker. Yeah, I I think Buddha's great. I love seeing him in. Kills. I think Buddha's number three, but whatever. Number yeah. five is Javon Holland, Miami, Miami Dolphins. Yep. Number six is Jesse Bates, now of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, number seven is Kevin Byard. Number eight is C.J. Gardner Johnson. Number nine is Huff, of course, and number ten is Antoine Winfield. Kind of. Oh. This list is a little messy. It is messy. I think Antoine Winfield's better than that. I think he's better than ten. I think he's better than uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson. I'll just say that right now. I think CJ should be higher too. Really, he should be a rank or two higher. Do you think CJ should be on the list? I think CJ should be ten, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he had one really, really standout season last year, in my opinion. So did Hufunga. I feel like Hufunga's standout. But Hufunga's also CJ is twenty nine. Yeah, Huff's twenty three. So the let's get into Hufunga real quick. Yeah, um, all pro last year. Yeah, uh, first team all pro. Uh, a little surprised by that, actually. I was, too. Okay. I was very surprised okay. by that. Uh, he had, uh, we looked it up today, he had the pick six to win. Um, the Rams game. The Rams game. It's very similar to that Bosa situation I was just talking about a few minutes ago, yep. where they had a chance being up by six. Defense just needed to stop them. Uh, the Rams pick six on Stafford, takes it to the house mm-hmm. game. Uh, that was great. Great stuff. He's he's a hard hitter. He's very fun to watch. He's yeah. it, it's so weird that you I mean you look at the hair and you know he's he's from from the island, so you go oh Palomalu, but literally he plays like he him. plays and like he's trained Palomalu. with him. Yeah, I hate dude. making those com- comparisons when it's like a Trojan USC guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a, a short white guy is obviously Wes Welker every every time. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. But like Cooper Cup. Is not that. No, no, dude. Cooper Cup's not that. I know how to compare Cooper Cup. I'm, trying yeah, to, I'm yeah. just trying to figure that out. Just elite route runner. I mean, literally, it might be Jerry Rice, but that, that's... That's a shout, dude. Yeah, I Whoa. I mean, like, not obvious. What, that might have been sacked. Careful now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hate making those easy comparisons, but it's... It's uh, true. It's true. He's he, my comp, too. He jumps, he jumps the ball with, like, such great timing, and yeah. it reminds me of the... Uh, Palomalo C gap, the Pat McAfee story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you guys yeah, haven't yeah. heard that, look that up. Uh, Which is funny because that's exactly what they said in the explanation for his ranking. Number one, instincts. Yeah. He gets he gets the ball, doesn't run fast, but is smart in the right position. Mm-hmm. In that defense, that goes a long way. I believe I read this too. He he definitely or no, I read this somewhere else, but uh he he makes mistakes. Yes, he Funga does. makes mistakes. Like he's not perfect, no player's perfect. But I think that's why he's at nine is because he's given up deep balls. He's he's his cover skills bit when yeah. he hasn't yeah. when he when he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um. So I understand him at nine on here. I'm happy he made the list. I am. I'll, I'll say I, that. I am too. I I think he should have made the list because he was that good last year. But he also had moments last year where he t- yeah. his, his performance tailed off because he wasn't making as many many of those tackles inside of the inside of the box and getting caught baited. That's why they were using his. Quick twitch instincts against him at times, which is why uh-huh. having to Tash- uh, Tashawn Gibson play behind him is so important. Yeah, I think they uh, they clearly valued his playmaking well. over his uh, mistakes. I mean, well, think, think about this: he was one of five NFL safeties with at least ninety-five tackles and four more interceptions last season. One of five. Yeah, it's great. That's impressive. And a lot of that, I hate to keep taking. Uh, 
like his accomplishments away from him. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer in just D-line wrecks a game. Yeah. So you just get in there and you crush them. And then you got Baker Mayfield, you got Kyler Murray throwing up these balls they shouldn't be. No. <laughs> and it's fallen in uh Hufunga's hand. Uh, another one his rookie year, the blocked um the block punt in the uh, Packers yep. the yep. divisional game. It just he ends up with it. And there he is, touchdown. He's always there. And he gets the stat. Yeah, so yeah. that's great that he's always there. Which is, I'm glad you said that. It's, it's yeah. half the battle. It's it half is, the battle yeah. as a, def- right as a defensive right player. Time, right place, right place, right time yep. guy. He just he has that. He's a ball hawk. You don't know how to. T- you can't teach instincts, and that's what makes makes Huff so incredibly important to the Niners. Is that you cannot teach instincts. Yeah. That that you either have it or you don't, and Huff has that. I agree. Also, an incredible person, just yeah. a great human being. Love the guy. He's at death. Kings games all the time. It's, yeah, it's rad. Shout out him and De'Aaron, yeah. and obviously family ties there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next list: linebackers. Let's linebackers. do it. Off-ball linebackers. I Again, say. I don't know how much I'm gonna have to say about this. Yeah, because I already know who's number one, and he should be. Look, you know what's funny about about this? Before I even get to it, I'm just gonna say Fred Warner is number one. Surprise, surprise. I had an argument with a friend of mine last year who's a big Colts fan, and we argued who's better, Fred Warner or Darius Darius Leonard. Sorry, Shaq Leonard, I should say. Um, he has Shaq Leonard, and I went. This is before what happened last season. This is pre twenty twenty two season. Well, he's a Colts fan. Yes. Yeah. And I said, you don't understand how good Fred Warner is, because while Shaq Leonard is a fantastic off ball linebacker and great and a great pass rusher and all that stuff, what Fred Warner does for a defense changes the identity of the team. Shaq doesn't do that. Shaq is a great person to have on a team. He doesn't change the identity. Fred Warner, from the moment he steps on the field, he is the alpha on that defense. There is nothing like him. Fred Warner is a five-tool, do-it-all linebacker that can do everything. And everywhere, he's got a springboard on the field he brings with him. He just launches. He launches similar to Hufunga, but his uh, coverage is better absolutely he's the perfect new age linebacker great against the pass but can handle himself against the run mm-hmm. a big athlete with plus leadership and communication and his partner is a great compliment to him but yes, we'll get is. there in a second we will the rest of the list let's do that right now uh, number two roquan smith baltimore yeah. ravens got no issue with that number three uh, tremaine edmonds now with the chicago bears yep bears are doing something too yes they are number four is former teammate matt milano with the buffalo bills Oh, Milano was uh, was Edmonds' teammate. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was the past Warner. I was like, when was Matt Milano on the Niners? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Number five, Devin White, Tampa Buccaneers. Yep. Number six, Demario Davis. Devin White, I don't think got enough love in that. I don't think he made a Pro Bowl that Super Bowl year. He should have. Well, he okay. So here's my thing with Devin White is that he had a really really high high peak when they won that Super Bowl and then dropped off for a year and now is coming back yeah. up. So that happened. That's like it happens. Yeah. yeah. Number seven, Shaq Leonard. Yeah. Which last year he was number one. I just want to say that, but he was also hurt all last year, pretty much. So there's there's that whole thing. We gotta call your Colts friend. We gotta have a talk. <laughs> I gotta call David. I gotta call you, man. Um, he would not. I guarantee you right now he would flip his mind. On, That's uh, good. That's good. There's no. There's no you way. Get fans that are yeah crazy and they're hard to talk to. And I, you know I'm. I'm crazy sometimes about things. So. You're a Niners fan. I was okay. a firm believer in 2019 that Garoppolo was better than Dak Prescott. <laughs> you don't feel that way now, do you? No. <laughs> you can't. But, yeah, there was a lot of factors, but we don't need to Anyway, that. number eight, Nick Bolton with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Okay. Number nine, C.J. Mosley with the New York Jets, and number ten, another for another another for another current San Francisco 49er, Dre Greenlaw. Ooh. The tandem of the Niners linebacking court is one and ten. So glad he's getting love. Yeah, he deserves it so much. He is such a great player. He's great. And dude. already middle linebacker is a position that doesn't get enough love in the NFL. Yeah. So. Having Fred Warner at one is awesome. He he's a guy that you know most fans would know his name. Greenlaw as his his partner his is what a, he's the man. He's the man. Yeah, he's he's great. It's it's we're so lucky as Niners fans to go from Willis and Bowman yeah. to these two. It's crazy. Warner and Greenlaw. It's it's fantastic you know and it wasn't just like a switch overnight it was a few and you years, had it and you had aziz al shire who just yeah. left who was who also got paid. great who's gonna do great for the titans and ran car he's gonna be great he's gonna be really good i think he's going to the titans too that's funny i was thinking yeah. he uh him and ran are there now might have a similar trajectory as uh delaney walker did with the niners where he was he was good he was a very good player he was uh yeah he he He'd show up when he need to, and then he went to the Titans, and he really just popped. I wouldn't say he became a star overnight, but he he got his his time to shine. So yeah, I think did. Al Shayer. It's funny that he's going to the Titans too. It probably has to do with um, Ran. Yeah, who Ran Carthon? Yeah, yeah, Ran Carth. Yeah, who um, new GM? Yeah. So, but yeah, Greenlaw ten. Here's what they said I'm about here Green- for Here's yeah. what they said about Greenlaw. He made a huge jump, relentless, extremely physical, and took a big jump in coverage. Obviously benefits from the guys around him, but he made so many big plays this year. I feel like people don't know who didn't know who he was for a while, but he's a major player. I disagree that he made a big jump. I think he's been this good. I think he made a jump, but it wasn't huge. I think he just wasn't being noticed. Okay. I think I think that was the issue. Okay. I think he's been this good. Uh I mean, he he really came on the scene probably for Niners fans is when he stopped Seattle uh, on on the goal line. Yep. The this massive hit on a uh, Hollister, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. That's when I know he has the painting of that in his house, which is so so That's cool. right. Uh, but I think he's been this good. I just don't think this position gets enough love. Yeah. People don't pay enough attention to it in the modern day NFL. Uh, but. Guys like um, Fred Warner are pushing the change, yeah, uh, the positional change. Where I think in the next three years, middle linebacker will be more talked about, and uh, uh, more people will will care about the position. Like in my opinion, it goes to, in terms of like importance on on the defense. It goes defensive line, and then it, and then it goes middle linebackers. That, that like one and two. Like if you have a great linebacker, it solves. Are you saying like D line or outside linebackers? D line. You're just saying you're so you're saying the nose tackle. Like you're saying like whole defense like edge rushers with like anything on the defensive line is probably the most important thing because getting after the quarterback is the most important thing on the defense. That's like the whole thing, right? Disrupting. Yeah, disrupting. But a middle linebacker and what a really good one can do for you solves half your problems. Like right there. Fred is yeah. literally the, the 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 wipe it up guy to just clean up all the errors and all the mental lapses. He's that guy to do that for them, which is why, which is why Fred is so important to this team and why Fred is getting paid <laughs> that kind of money because he is that guy. He really is. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of the list. Do you have any problems with the rest of the list on this one? It's just kind of a nothing. It's like it's cool. I'm here for it. Yeah, okay. except for the uh, Parsons thing. Yeah, let's do defensive tackles. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. So how how many more do we have here? We have defensive tackles and we have cornerbacks as well. Is there a quarterback? 
No, not corner. No, is there quarterback? No, though? not yet. Okay. okay. No, not yet. I don't think Purdy will make that list. I'm no, no, no. no. Just I just saying. want to know. I want to know. The, I want to know. Yeah, so Jeremy Fowler's releasing this stuff in, in spurts. He's yeah. released about half of them now yeah. this week. So we'll, we'll get the other half hopefully next week. Okay, let's, um, do, let's do it. In terms of defensive tackles, number one, this is not a surprise, Aaron Donald. Not, not, yeah. not, it's not a surprise, Aaron Donald. Just retire, pal. <laughs> Just retire, man. <laughs> you don't want to see him twice a year? No, I'm no. sick of him, dude. And he's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> He's so annoying. Number two, Chris Jones, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's, he's committing battery with weapons. He's hitting people <laughs> with helmets. Dude. Why did they have a joint practice last year between the Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl loser? It's so stupid. Anyway, sorry. Right. Anyway, number three, uh, Jeffrey Simmons of the Tennessee Titans, okay. who does not get enough love. Jeffrey Simmons does not get enough love. Number four, who just got paid this week, Quinn and Williams, New York Jets. Deserves it. Deserves 12 it. sacks last year, 55 tackles. Getting 12 uh, sacks as a defensive tackle is impressive. Yeah, yeah. A lot of QB hits. I don't have the exact number, but he's great. He was uh, the number third, all, fourth overall pick. Third or fourth. In the, fourth. In yeah. the um, Bosa. In the, in the Bosa draft, yes, I believe. Yeah, so great. I remember um, he gets overshadowed by Bosa a lot yeah, but because of that, but he is awesome. No. I'm, I'm happy to see him get paid. I think it's the biggest contract for a D lineman. Well, 66 million guaranteed, I think, is the most. Is it the highest guarantee, yeah, I believe. So. Um, so, again, the only thing with Quentin Williams I, I want him to work on is his temperament. That's it. Just get a little bit more maturity because he has moments in the past where he's had mental lapses and like had been a, kind of a problem with a, a little attitude a little bit. I just hope he kind of improves on that as, as, as he gets older. Aaron Donald never did. Aaron Donald's like a perfect dude. Okay, well, um, would you rather this upcoming season, right now, would you rather have Quinton Williams or Aaron Donald on your team? For one season or for... for just, we're just rocking this season. Aaron Donald, not even a question. Okay. That's not... Are we kidding? No, I just wanted to check. <laughs> I wanted to check because Donald, Donald's got like a foot out of the door. He's 32. I know, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, like he's 35. He's I 32. I just feel like when guys are tar- talking about retirement... And just like kind of get like that word starts to come out. You're like, okay, do they have a foot out of the door? Like, what's going on? Look, but, Aaron Donald's talking about retiring now for two years. He's not t- retiring after the Rams Super Bowl, and he didn't. I know. And now he's going to come back what, to this team. This uh, to, to be to be kind, lackluster roster they have. Be kind to them. Look, I'm, look, I'm trying to be. A, I'm the reporter. You're the you're the fan. Okay. I understand. Well, the Rams are bad. They're bad. <laughs> they are. I can't say what I actually want to say, yeah. but they're they're very bad. They They're, freaking suck. They freaking suck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, number five on this list, Javon Hargrave, the new San Francisco 49er defensive tackle. How uh, did the Niners end up with this guy? I <laughs> don't trust me. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, number six, Dexter Lawrence, the New York Giants. Number seven, DeForest Buckner, former 49ers. Nice. Love so. to see it. Love to see it. Number eight, Deron Payne, who also got paid yeah. this year. Uh, number nine, Cam Hayward. Old Cam Hayward, still kicking it, man. Uh, and number 10, Jonathan Allen of the Commanders. Jonathan Allen. Okay. Yeah. I like this list. I like this. I don't know if I have Cam Hayward at nine, because I think Jonathan Allen's incredibly underrated. But. Now that you say that, um, Josh Allen was not on the rushing list. Not quarterback Josh Allen, but... He was not, no. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think he got a couple of votes, but not enough to like okay. get on there. Okay. Um, sorry. I always thought he was a... Uh, Really good player, but I guess I guess that's why I'm he's been hurt though list. too yeah. as well. He's been kind of off the field. Yeah. But in terms of this list and and Javon, sorry, Javon Hargrave. I, sh- I should I always do this. Javon Hargrave. Um, here's what they said about him: He has natural leverage, quickness, and power. 
That combo makes it hard for offensive guards and centers to really have a chance because he can vary his rush towards his toward their weaknesses. That's that's a great insight to how he plays because it's exactly how he plays. Like if, like just watching him at practice during during minicamp, you could see how much power that dude has. He was running over the staff members. I mean, I felt bad yeah. for them, dude, having a block in front of him, and jeez. Um, but he's also got that quick twitch ability to get around people, which is really unique for such a talented defensive tackle and such a big person. Um, so that's what makes him so interesting is that he's able to use his skills to pinpoint the, the offensive guards that he's going against weaknesses. I just you're talking about this, and uh, I just fast forwarded in my head to Week One against Pittsburgh, and I just was smiling. Just I'm so excited to see the <laughs> D line crush Kenny Pickett. They're gonna be fun uh, because the Steelers' events, offensive line has always been bad. Oh, Still man. not great. And it's a second year guy who just like poor guy. I think Trubisky is gonna be finishing that game for for him possibly. Look, I is Trubisky still on the uh, Steelers? Uh, How long you. was this deal that he signed? I not think he is. He is. I think two-year deal. Yeah, so this is the second year. So I'm not he, saying he's going to get hurt. I'm just saying here, he might this get is, pulled. Look, I wrote a preview article previewing the season. I had the Steelers winning that game because it's an away game, and, and it's week one, and the Irish are always week one. But I can make an argument for both sides. Regardless, here is the, 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 the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably week one. Dan Moore is your left tackle. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest. I don't know who that is. Um, Isaac, uh, Isaac, I don't. I don't. Uh, Isaac Semamalu is your left guard. Your center is Mason Cole. Your right guard is James Daniels. Your right tackle is uh, Chekwuma Okafor. Okafor. Um, no A-listers at all on that offensive line. Which you don't always need A-listers on the O-line. It, a uh, lot of it is chemistry. It's nice to have your studs, but yeah. it's. Uh, I, I think one would help. One would, one would always uh, help. So, yeah. um, Kenny Pickett, I just want to say right now, I'm sorry for what's about to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you have Nick Bosa and J- Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead and... Um, Ebucom, Ebu, Ebu Ebu, Drake Jackson, Drake, and Drake Jackson. Cleland thank you. Farrell. I was trying to think of another one. Cleveland yeah. Farrell, um, Austin Bryant. Like they have a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm, I'm sorry, Kenny Pickett. You're gonna get ta- sacked at least once or twice. Hufunga jumping over the line. Huff's gonna like blitz. Yeah. The, Huff's gonna pull some Paul Malo stuff on the Steelers. Um, <laughs> anyway, in terms of uh, J- uh, Javon Hargrave signing to a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal is such a big. Big, big, big swing, and a, a worthwhile one for the Niners. Even though he's 29 years old already, they want to. They want to win now. They want to win right <laughs> they, the frick now. We got two right years, now. baby. It's a, it's a small window. It's right now it's before right they got to make now. some changes. Right now, <laughs> right now. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you got aggressive I'm there, bud. Up. Jeez, man. All right. Anyway, Javon, Javon Hargrave is number five. The rest of the list makes a lot of sense. I also want to another shout out to, to Jeffrey Simmons. He does not get the love he de- he deserves. A stud, stud defensive tackle for the Titans. Like, he's always there and always solid. Whenever he's healthy, he's always there and solid. And to be only 25 years old, he's one of the youngest guys on this list. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons. Love that guy. Okay. All right. Uh, our last one, I believe, is cornerbacks. And this is the only list that's out right now that there are no Niners on. Which is to- which I do not disagree with. That's fair. Everyone's young and Traverius Ward. Yeah. Traverius, so Traverius Ward is yeah. good. He's a very good player, but he's I, not elite. No, I would agree. He's not elite. He's trying to be elite. 
Like, he's a fringe, in my opinion, of, like, the top tenors. This could be... Well, you always bring this up. He's a great He's a great run defender, right? Yes. For a corner. Um, he... This could be a situation where he is put into a position where a lot of opportunities come his way because the quarterback or the defense or the offense, the opposing offense, doesn't have a lot of answers. So a lot of things might be going towards him, so he might be getting stripped strip sack or punch a ball out or, or get he's a so pick. physical he's being overlooked so he might put up some numbers this year because of that. yeah and look my my opinion with Javarius Ward Mooney I should call him Mooney Ward I, I, yeah I forget too Mooney Ward's halfway through the season I, I was Ward. like what we're calling him Mooney I forgot it's think, his nickname he goes yeah. by Mooney Mooney yeah. Ward um I say Javarius just so people know who I am talking about but his name's Mooney we call yeah. him Mooney Ward yeah um regardless my whole thing with with with, with Mooney is that if the rankings were just on run support corners, he's like top three in my opinion. Like his run support is unbelievable. How good he is of a tackler. But this is valuing. This is the same thing with the running back. It's yeah. like where do they value that? Uh, as in catching for a running, and they're, back. and they're like, valuing it more traditional, as in ball hawking. You know, man, man to man. Which I don't disagree stuff. with. I don't in either. This situation. No, I don't either. I don't. Disagree and number with. one. Maybe surprising to some, but people need to get real familiar with this man's name. Pat Sertan, too. This dude is number one at age 23 years old. No one is throwing his way. He is like the modern-day Darrell Rivas. Like, uh, Pat Sertan, chalk it down. That dude is a blanket. Every single game. Um it's like it's the, the, the here's a quote. The player they say is Sert- the player they say is Sertan. It's like a changing of the guard. Like Complete corner, physical, technical, versatile. He's a true matchup guy versus the best players. Pre- premium ability on press or off coverage. Outstanding open field tackler. Solid ball skills. Plays with confidence. Really, really smart. And plays discipline so he doesn't give anything away. That's so true, dude. Like, have you watched the Denver Broncos game and realized that they are not throwing to the left side of the field because he is there? I try not to watch Denver Broncos games. I understand. <laughs> but, like, when you have to watch them, you know, on, yeah. on like, Sunday ticket or something. Yeah. Like, no one's throwing his way. It, it's, it's really not that close either how good he was last year. Because the true mark of a cornerback, and we talked about this earlier, is when when quarterbacks and offenses go away from them. That's the yeah. true mark of a, how good you are as a cornerback. I really always think of Richard Sherman when I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. People did not want to test Sherman when he was in his prime, and people no. do not want to test Sertain when he's in his prime. Number two, um, which is incredible to see because he's only a second-year player, but Sauce Gardner. And number yeah. two. Yeah, I'm not arguing that either. He was we excellent. We got young guys, young guns at the corner, and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Number not th- much to say about him. Number yeah, three, just... Jalen Ramsey with Miami Dolphins. Oh, <laughs> I guess I didn't really pay attention to him that much last year. Besides, you know, Debo cooking him? <laughs> yeah, Debo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. Three, I got to hear the re- Let's hear the rest of the list. I got you. Yeah, number four, Jair Alexander. I mean, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Jair, Jair, yeah, because yeah. speed is so important at corner. Jair just is also a lot, also younger too. He's just That's a lockdown I mean, guy. Yeah, uh, Darius Slay, number five, okay. big play Slay. Number six is Marlon Humphreys. Dang. Number seven is Marshawn Lattimore. Number eight is Trayvon Diggs. I might take Lattimore over Jalen Ramsey. Wow, but Lattimore's thing is he can't stay healthy. Yeah, or at yeah, least Ramsey yeah. plays. No, that's true. It's the same thing with uh, um, Darwin. Yeah, uh, Der- Derwin. Derwin. I keep thinking of Darvin Ham. The Co- I keep thinking, thinking of like Charles Darwin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine, Denzel Ward, who underrated as heck 
as a cornerback. I just think mm-hmm. if he can stay healthy, he's a really like one of the better on-ball guys. And number 10 is A.J. Terrell, also underrated as heck. Yeah. Um, Jalen Ramsey at three. That's just bothering me. Uh, maybe it's because I hate him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's I I have a hard time with corners. I was saying this before, but like statistics, they kind of get worse the better they are, just because or like the the on the surface. Yeah, stuff, not not like PFF stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I I can't sit here and make a giant argument for why Jalen Ramsey shouldn't be three. I just I don't like it. <laughs> I I prefer Jair Alexander over him. I, I would too. I would prefer I. I love Darius Slay. I just don't. He, at age thirty two, I don't prefer him over him. Um, Marlon Humphreys, I probably would take over over Jalen in this current. I just think I've watched Jalen Ramsey. I know what he is, and I know that he can get burnt. We've watched it for a couple of years now, where he gets burnt on big plays. Yeah, like he might be the aura might still be there, but I don't think the talent like he was in Jacksonville is there at all. No, I mean that Jacksonville team that made it to as far as they did. That defense was insane. One of the greatest teams I've ever seen in my life. That was like, so weird. There were games they like. There were games they had passing yards like fifty. The the <laughs> deterioration of that team was shocking. You realize how close they were to knock yeah. to to, to go into the the, the the Super Bowl. The funniest <laughs> thing was that like the Steelers were overlooking them too, and then yeah. they crushed the Steelers. Crushed like, them, dude. Yeah, no, they they, and then them. they fell apart. It, it worked out because they got Trevor Lawrence. I think it worked out at least. That defense was so good in a wild card game against the Buffalo Bills. It was a score of, I believe, 10 to 7. I'm so sick of the Bills, dude. <laughs> They're always rated so high, and they just can't get anything done. They're cursed. Every year. It's a cursed franchise. I don't know. I, I Yeah, whatever. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is a heck of a shout. I love Lattimore. He just can't stay healthy. Trayvon Diggs is where I draw the line. I'm not a Diggs guy. I think he was better this year, even though he had less uh, interceptions. But uh, it's it's the like the the big plays weren't there as much. He wasn't getting destroyed on them. I've seen dude get cooked a few times. And I'm giving way too much Cowboys love. This, and and this. Steph- and Stephon Gilmore, I think is going to help offset all of his troubles. And I and I think that speaks a lot actually to to where Diggs' struggles are. And I again, what I do I want the do I want Trayvon Diggs on the Niners? Absolutely, one hundred percent. But I think he's good at being a ball hawk like a Marcus Peters that plays next to a more coverage-centered guy like Stephon Gilmore, like Pat Sertain, like Jair Alexander. I think he excels in half of the, half of what makes a cornerback great, and the other half he's just average. Yeah, that's personally my opinion. Yeah, no Peters on this list, huh? He, I guess, Marcus Peters yeah. is no longer on any list. Yeah, tough guy. Um, other also, he was great though. Also, AJ Terrell. I I just AJ Terrell. I think because of how bad the Falcons were, is why he's not um, yeah on, higher on this list because AJ Terrell is really good. Um, what Eagles were on this list? Uh, Darius Slay. Darius Slay. Yeah. Okay. Which again, big play Slay. He always makes big plays. I understand why he's on this list. Just age thirty two. I don't know how I feel about him going forward. At age thirty two, but I, I but I do think he's a very talented cornerback and one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, Eagles should take a little step back this year. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They got half of the George Bulldogs, so and they lost their uh, they lost their really good guy on the D line. I don't know uh-huh. what happened to him. They still so. got a son Reddick. Yeah, they got a son Reddick, and they got old man Kelsey, and they got Fletcher Cox still. Yeah, Fletcher and Cox. How old is he? Fletcher Cox is like fifty. How old do you think Fletcher Cox is? I'm actually I curious. I think he's now. 33. Let me look this up. Hold on. You think he's 33? I think he's 33. 
You are actually really close. He's 32. Okay. Yeah, he's been around for a while. And he'll be 33 this season. He was so a go. huge reason why they won the Super Bowl the year they did. Oh, yeah. Fletcher Fletcher Cox will that go down was, in history as one of the more underrated defensive tackles of the 2010s. That Super Bowl, when I think of Super Bowl, just of that's the epitome of defensive line winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. That team, that, that Eagles team, 2016, right? E- 2018? Mm, sure. 2018, I think. I think, yeah. Um, Whatever. The Nick Foles year. Yeah, the <laughs> Nick Foles year. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, That and then the uh, the 08 Giants, the Strahan. Ugh. The, I don't like them, but no, I, D-line. I, I grew up like, a Patriots fan, man. I grew up a Patriots fan as well. Oh, man. Okay. Like, I, I like... That that still haunts me to this day that Tom Brady was not able to get have a perfect that, the perfect season. Like it still upsets me because that was like the greatest team I've ever seen. I guess it's kind of funny that he didn't. See, you're a Tom Brady hater. I can I'm tell. not a Tom Brady hater. I just <laughs> I don't like other teams winning that aren't the Niners. I really genuinely don't. Oh, okay. I don't I don't do that thing like basketball. I kind of do it just because the Kings. Um, the NFL is different for me. I have like a. It's like a part of me, the Niners specifically. Like, I don't want if the Niners aren't winning, I straight up don't want anyone to win. I don't like being like, I guess this team. I like rooting against the team. Like when the Rams go or something, I'm like, okay, I'm root. Uh, Joe Burrow, you win the. Oh, you didn't win. Okay, well, I guess I don't like you. I love this. I love uh, this. Is a great topic. This for is you. passion. This is just passion. This isn't rational thinking at all. I hate. Uh, when Seattle went in, I was rooting for the Patriots. Oh, I get yeah. by default like I hate Duh. Seattle to death. That uh, that year, the year after the Niners lost uh, and Seattle and Denver played, that sucked so bad. Yeah, because I imagine the Niners would have crushed Denver that year too. Crushed them. Yeah. So that hurt. Um. Yeah, I like to. It's it's fun to hate other teams. It really is. But I don't. Yeah. 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 Whatever. (laughs) Anyways, that's all the (laughs) position rankings we have. And Nate, I just love your rants, man. They're great. They're just great. It's passion fueled. I'm (laughs) half awake. I'm 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 angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. I'm, I'm I'm tired and angry. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's all the divisional rankings we have today. Hopefully, that we'll get the the rest of the list next week. We'll talk about it next week probably if there's any other Niners on those lists. Um, but yeah, until until next week or when we do the next pod in the next week or so, uh, previewing training camp. That this will be it for us uh, for the day. And uh, Nate, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, say our goodbyes? I hope I get to go to training camp with you. I hope so. That's I've, I've, I doubt it, but I I, I don't I, I don't doubt it. Oh, you don't doubt it. I I'm, don't. I'm doubting it. I I've I have put in a good word. I have been saying okay. some stuff. I have I have uh, oh saying stuff. Huh? I have been making it clear that I, I would like you to be there with me at least a couple days. Pictures and videos would be awesome because it, it helps me. It really helps yeah. me to have yeah. a second to have a second hand because half of my time is tweeting and the other half is taking photos and. Getting them up and, and publishing on the YouTube, and that's just it's a hassle when you, I got to write three other. It'd things. be fun to be there. We could go live, talk to people. There's a lot of things we could do. So I, I again, I, I only work here, but <laughs> but Nate, I, we would love to have you out there at training camp uh, on the uh, 26th. Yeah, so that would be cool. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people really care. Anyway, that's it for us uh, on the Return of the Empire podcast for today. Uh, if you're not following Sacktown Sports, give us a follow on Twitter, follow on Instagram, follow on Threads. Even we're on Threads now. You know that? I didn't know that. We are on Threads now. I don't like that. Uh, here's a little rant to wrap up. Let's, the show. let's do it. I don't like that social media is becoming a monopoly for Facebook for Meta. Yeah, they have they have the big three. Facebook for old people, 
Instagram for pictures and then Twitter for everything else. Or threads now. They're they're they have a monopoly on social media. That should be illegal. And you know what it is? But it's these darn politicians lobbying so they can You mean capitalism? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But they're supposed to prevent monopoly. I don't know. Look, I don't. I don't like that because like they I don't can just control. Yeah. I don't have. A, I don't have a, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't have a Ever, threads. You're gonna have to though. It's your job. If you look at the numbers already, the, the popularity in threads has gone way down the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to do it though if it if it does become the replacement, mm-hmm. which I don't think it will. It won't be. But I I don't like the monopoly. I like Twitter. I'm gonna keep using Twitter. Elon's gonna figure it out. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But anyways, trust him. That, that's enough of our rants about politics and about culture and you know twitters. Yeah, in the spheres. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad. I'm Nate. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, that's it for the Return of the Empire podcast. I can't. Every show we end, we start to keep laughing. You know, each show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it for us. We'll be back in about a week or so with a huge uh, training camp preview ahead of the 49ers starting their training camp on the 25th and 26th. Um, may have a special guest, may not. We'll see. We'll uh, we'll see. Yep. We gotta. We'll we have see. Jed York coming on. <laughs> <laughs> we have the ghost of Bill Walsh. Yeah. We got him on. Uh, I got Zoom. Per- I got Parang Marath coming on. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, that's it for us. Coming as Emiliano Fergoso, Mil Fergoso, joining of course by Nate Littlefield on Sackdown Sports. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.